The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Welcome to Talk is Jericho, the pod of thunder and rock and roll, and the upcoming first ever Loudwire Music Awards is here, and today we're going to be talking all about it on Tuesday, October 24th at the Novo in downtown Los Angeles. I'll be hosting the ceremony. You can watch it live at Access TV starting at 7 p.m. Pacific time, or stream it live at WWE.com, my WWE Facebook page, WWE Jericho, which I never use. Go to Chris Jericho on Facebook if you want to follow me. You can also view uh, the Loudwire Awards on the Miz's Facebook page at the Miz WWE and today uh, talk is Jericho I got my longtime friend executive producer of the show Josh Bernstein he's the guy who created and produced the Golden Gods Awards for four years that I hosted uh, back in 2011 2015 14 whenever it was and now he's doing it for Loudwire so you're going to hear what it took to put this show together some of the huge metal and hard rock artists taking part Tuesday night plus Josh and I have tons of stories from our days doing the Golden Gods Awards, writing it, coming up with bits and guests, putting up fires. I hosted that one four years in a row. We've got great stories about Metallica, Dave Grohl, Joe Perry, Marilyn Manson, Johnny Depp, Steel Panther, Slash, Lemmy. So many great stories. Uh, so much good stuff. So uh, we were reunited, Josh Bernstein and Chris Jericho. We're bringing the madness to Loudwire on Tuesday night again. Also right here to talk is Jericho. I mentioned Slash. I mentioned Duff McKagan. And guess what? You know what it means? It's time for the Duff McKagan Joke of the Week. Uh, this is from Sue, my blonde wife. Three blondes walk into a bar. You would have thought one of them would have seen it. Thank you. Ah, that's a good one. Duff getting some uh, bad joke assistance from his wife, Susan. Terrible jokes run in the McKagan family and uh, in the Jericho family. That's why we became such good friends. But there's one thing I can promise. No bad jokes if you come see Fozzie. When the Judas Rising Tour hits Europe next week, we start October 27th in Birmingham at the O2 Academy 2. That show is about to sell out. Get your tickets now. Dublin on the 28th. Belfast on the 29th. That one's going to sell out. Chester on Halloween. That one's going to sell 
sell out. Manchester on the first, London on the second, that's going to sell out. Sheffield on the third, Glasgow, that one already is sold out. Newcastle on the fifth, then we head over to the mainland. Uh, Amsterdam on the seventh, we make our uh, debut in Amsterdam. Aschaffenburg in Germany on the eighth. Bretagne, Switzerland on the ninth. Trezzo, Italy on the tenth. Roncade on the eleventh. Rome on the twelfth. Then it's Vienna on the fourteenth. Munich on the fifteenth. Essen on the sixteenth. Hamburg on the seventeenth. That one's going to sell out. 18th in Gank, Belgium. And remember, you can get all your ticket information at FozzyRock.com and check out the Fozzy VIP as well, the meet and greets. You get the best meet and greet in the business today as we play a, a mini concert for you and you get to sign and all the other great stuff that you know, take pictures with us, hang out. Uh, go to FozzyRock.com, check out all the information on tickets and Fozzy VIP packages. And the new record, Judas, is out now. And this is Painless right here on Talk is Jericho.
right, that's the new tune from Fozzy. It's on the Judas album, out now. Number one in eight countries. Number one on Spotify. Get it wherever you get your music. iTunes, Amazon, Best Buy, FYE, all the usual places. Check it out on Spotify. Do what you got to do. All right, Josh Bernstein standing by to talk about the Loudwire Awards and how to put together a heavy metal awards show. Hey, this is Chris Jericho inviting you to the first ever rock and wrestling rager at sea. Picture this. Rock and roll, wrestling, comedy, live podcasting, all on the open ocean from October 27th to the 31st, 2018 from Miami to Nassau. I'm bringing Hall of Fame wrestlers, some of the greatest rock and roll bands on the planet, and putting the first wrestling ring on a cruise ship ever. Don't be a stupid idiot. Make the list. Check us out at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. Talk is talk is talk is Jericho. Before we get into the uh, Loudwire Awards uh, with Josh Bernstein, I want to just make a quick mention about the passing of Gord Downey uh, for the Tragically Hip. If you're not from Canada, you might not realize just how huge of an impact that is. It would be like if Mick Jagger uh, passed away uh, in the Stones when he was 53 years old. That's 20 years of not being able to play those songs that we all grew up with in Canada. 20 years of not uh, providing those, those smiles and those, those good moments in life. Um, Gord was one of the best, if not the best, frontman and lyricist in Canadian history. And for whatever reason, the hip never translated to the States. But in Canada, they are gods. We're talking stadium-level performers. Uh, Gord was diagnosed with brain cancer uh, about a year and a half ago. And last summer, they did a full tour, a farewell tour, while uh, Gord had brain cancer. That's a true rocker, man. What a warrior. Um, it was something that I hoped would never happen, something that I hoped would uh would, would disappear, but unfortunately that brain cancer uh, did not disappear, and Gord passed away on Tuesday morning uh, surrounded by his family. Um, once again, if you've never heard Tragically Hip, go check out Ahead by a Century, uh, uh, Grace 2, um, Looking for a Place to Happen, I mean, uh, Little Bones, Blow at High Dough, uh, New Orleans is sinking, 38 years old, never kissed a girl, Boots and Hearts, uh, Three Pistols. I mean, there's so many great songs. Think uh, Tom Petty, crossed with R.E.M., crossed with Springsteen, crossed with the Stones. They were Canada's rock and roll band, and they're going to be missed, man. And Gord Downey, what a performer. Um, go on YouTube and check him out. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, be giving him such a huge push if I didn't really believe that. So God bless you, Gord, and... Um, I don't know what's going to happen with the Tragically Hip, but definitely uh, Canada's greatest rock and roll band, um, not including Rush. Rush is even more of a prog rock band, but just for pure four-on-the-floor rock and roll, there's none better than the Tragically Hip. So uh, go check them out if you haven't, and get ready to check out right now Josh Bernstein and the Loudwire Awards special starting now. All right, so um, here with, uh, I don't know, how long have we known each other? Josh Bernstein, 10 years? We we actually met. You probably don't remember this. But we met almost twenty years ago. What? Where? My first job. I worked at a teen magazine. A teen magazine. And out of college, and I convinced them that wrestling was a was the hot new thing. And they they said, "What's the article about?" I said, "I don't know. It's just hot." And they said, "Find an angle." I said, "There's a Jewish wrestler named Goldberg." <laughs> uh, and they said, "All right, go interview him." And I went to a house show in Nassau Coliseum. And um, I, they made me wait backstage for two hours and just watched all you guys come in the room. And um, I saw you and Eddie Guerrero fight um, the Four Horsemen. 
in a tag team match. Wow. Uh, Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko. Really? And I met you backstage and I interviewed Goldberg and um, the entire time I interviewed Goldberg, Scott Steiner stood in the other room and just, I don't know what that thing is called, where you, you stretch. Oh, like, a, like the rubber band sort he of thing? stared at me for the entire time and I was pretty sure, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I crapped my pants. Um, but that's the thing. You, you've always been uh, very wrestling friendly and yeah. also very much involved in the music business, which is where I knew you from yes. as being kind of the, uh, the guy who was behind the Golden Gods Awards yep. and now obviously the Loudwire Awards and that's kind of how we became friends yes was you asked me to yeah so I um, uh, it's, it's funny most of my wrestling stories all tie into music like I think like I literally probably got into wrestling because of Cindy Lauper and like you know <laughs> was a Cindy Lauper fan and that, that, that brought me in the first time and I uh, I had unrelated interviewed for a job at WWE turned it down uh, and my revolver magazine where I used to work at the time said um, we can't offer you the money that WWE is offering you but if you stay we'll let you do that award show idea you have um, and that's how we created the Golden God Awards and a couple weeks later I went to go see ACDC at Madison Square Garden and the row behind me was empty the whole time and we're on the third song all of a sudden a security guard walks down and is like alright the row's free let him in and it was Vince Shane, John Cena. Cena is there too, right? Cena, um, John Laurinaitis, and I was right in front of Vince. And oh, and yeah, I remember. I remember. He yeah, was, he was I was like, I show. can't believe I'm a better seat than you. Take my seat. And he's like, Come on, kid, turn around. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> Did you um, try and talk to him? I tried talking to him, and he was, was not having it, you know. And uh, and pretty much none of the guys were having it. But Shane was super nice, uh-huh. and Shane uh, gave me his uh, card. Really? And told me to call him At on the Monday. DC show. Yeah. Yeah. And I called him the next day and said I wanted to book you to host the award show. Well, I think it was it was to, it was to be a presenter. Maybe to be yeah, it was to be, to be a presenter, and then typical yeah. Jericho. I was like, no, I'll host it though, because I remember yes, I was like, Who, that was who's the host, and you're like Andrew. I was like Andrew WK. I'm like, no, I'm way better than him. I want to host it too. Well, they sent they sent CM Punk in your place, uh-huh. and um, and then the the minute that was over, you know, we we rang you guys up again, and uh, and uh, we got you to host it. Yeah, with and, with Andrew WK. With Andrew WK, and so that was the first Golden Gods because it, it was already in existence. I think Brian Posehn was the first. Yeah, we host. did the first year with Posehn and Megadeth headlined. Right. So the so first of all, before that, so it, it's your idea to do this award show, like you said. If you if you take this job, we'll we'll, we'll give you your idea. Now, what exactly was your idea? Well, you know, uh, at that time, Revolver, I had been the art director for Revolver, and um, around 2008, um, the magazine industry sort of disintegrated, and, you know, Borders, as a bookstore closed, all the bookstores were closing, um, and basically, like, like the plot of an 80s movie was like, how do we, what do we do to save the company, you know, save the rec center? <laughs> Let's put on a show. Let's put on a show, and um, we, you know, we wanted to call it the, the Heavies, that was the idea at the time, and... Um, <laughs> the Heavies. It's so silly, right? Like, yeah. you know, Grammys, the Emmys, yeah, 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 and, um, you know, at Revolver, we were, at that time, we were the number one voice in hard rock and heavy metal, so it made sense for, you know, if we didn't do it, who else would do it? You know, Rip wasn't around anymore, or Circus, and <laughs> I always used to think it was R.I.P. Magazine. <laughs> like how heavy that's is more that? Metal. Right, yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, magazine. Um, so yeah, that's that's how the concept started. We didn't know what we were doing. I, I have no uh, award show training. Well, that's what director. I mean. Like, how, yeah, how do you start it? You know, I was, I was, um, you know, I played in bands, and I was, uh, I, I published my own magazine. We were, we were booking shows that way and booking things that way. And we, we had Fozzie in one of our earlier issues. I think we met at that Royal time Flush too. Magazine, Royal Flush Magazine, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, early on, back when you know when you guys were full, you know, with full the, on regalia, yeah. the original Steel Panther, back when uh, <laughs> when Moongoose was still alive before, <laughs> yeah, before, before his gardening <laughs> accident. Um, so, um, 
you know, I had a little experience in doing that. I started booking bands. I, you know, I had booked Clutch and Mastodon. And I think my bosses were like, well, if you know how to do that, like, we'll find another art director. And, uh, yeah, we did the first show, not really knowing what we were doing. Sort of went into it blindly and um, no one got killed. And it was. But, but, but let's go back, though. How do you do that? So you, you're, at this time, you're not Josh Bernstein that everyone knows. You're just some dude. Yeah. Who's the first name you call to try and get this? Ozzy as- Osbourne. Okay. And did Ozzy agree? Yeah. Yeah. Just on, on what pretense? We had, we had, um, I had had a decent relationship with Sharon over the years and, you know, I was art director, so I do all the, all the photo shoots. So mm-hmm. I had met Ozzy and Sharon and before, and, you know, I used to have to draw the covers out of what they would look like. It was, okay, it's gonna be Ozzy on a throne with these devil women. And I would literally draw sketches and then send them to Sharon Osbourne and she'd be like, it looks, looks good, you know. Right, more less nudity, whatever, whatever. <laughs> more the demons, is. more demons. Yeah. Um, so we had a decent relationship, and then you know, and by the way, you know, obviously there was there was a team of people there. So sure, there was more senior people to my myself that had relationships with um, most of the management companies. I knew most of the people of the labels, um, and uh, yeah, well, I mean, I figured if it was a, my thought was. You get Ozzy, you'll get everybody else. Well, that's it. Because you know that's like show business. Like, well, who yeah. else is doing it? Ozzy. Ozzy. And that's what I mean. To even get Ozzy, like, who else is doing it? Well, nobody. We're hoping yeah. that you be that guy. And it, the dominoes, trust me, they fell very quickly after we said we had Ozzy. And the, all we did was say, we want Ozzy. All you have to do is show up, and we're going to give you an award. <laughs> we're going to give you a Lifetime Achievement Award. And um, we let him choose who he wanted. He wanted Jonathan Davis from Corn to present it. Really? That's interesting. Um and um, yeah, really. Obviously, that was not what I would have thought would have been choice. It was a great speech, and you know, Brian Posehn, as you mentioned, he had just put out a comedy record, and you know, me and my friends were fans of his. That's what we thought he would be a good host. You know, everyone in the world was like, "It's got to be Jack Black. Jack Black is metal. It's got to be Jack Black." And I'm like, "Yeah, he's also like a biggest star in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not easy at all." But we ended up getting Jack Black. Obviously, he did come a come, few come, years come, later. Come, yeah. some years later. So. Yeah. You know, I grew up watching the MTV Awards and the Oscars and whatnot, so I just literally went back and watched tapes of what I thought was cool. Like, when I was a kid, you know, Neil Young would play with Pearl Jam or uh, right. George Clinton would play with the Chili Peppers. And, they would always mix it up. And those yeah. were the things that stood out to me, or I'd watch the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and you'd see Bruce with Keith Richards and Chuck Berry. Yes, the big jam, or yeah. George Harrison was there. So, like, that's... I thought that's what you did at those moments, and 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 that's sort of been the thing I've always pushed over the years. So, who did you have playing the first one that Ozzy and Brian were there? Uh, the first year was um, it was Megadeth, Hatebreed, Killswitch, uh, All That Remains, and the we you know we the baby band at the time was Suicide Silence. That were they were the, the brand new band that we brought out, and they all right. went, they all went to Men's Warehouse with like matching suits. <laughs> Uh, but we had everybody there that first year. You know, we did have Lemmy that first year, and um, uh, like I said, Ozzy. It becomes the cool place to be where everyone wants to be involved. At this yeah, point. yeah. And were you doing it at the Nokia Theater? Yeah, that, and we were the first show there. They had okay. just opened. Uh, they, the first show, they had just opened, and they were doing the revival of Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> um, and then we were the first sort of award show there, taping. Then Chelsea Lately, I think, taped there. And like we, we were the first red carpet out there ever. Uh, we really sort of... So were you like, okay, so, and I know, and we can start talking about it when I come in the picture, but there's always ups and downs and weird things that happen and curveballs. Was there any of that first year that happened that you remember? Oh my God. Well, it's, there's a very famous story internally. I don't think the public knows this, but there was, there was a knockdown drag out fight between Steel Panther, Kill Switch, and our, our, our editor in chief who, who quit the, 
the next day. What about what happened? Uh, we had we instead of having a orchestra playing, we had Satchel from Steel Panther shredding everybody off and on stage. This was an idea we had at the time. He was sound checking while Killswitch was setting up, and uh, basically their, their their sound checks were overlapping. And um, they told Satchel to get off the stage, and he said, "Why don't you get off my? <laughs> Why you get off my stage? Why don't you get off my stage before I make your mom's mouth pregnant?" <laughs> and he said that to Killswitch. He said it to Killswitch's text, and all of a sudden, the word got back. And our editor, who I love, shout out to Tom, uh, in his infinite wisdom, said, "Satchel's more important to this show than you are." And next thing, we saw Howard Jones coming down the hallway, lifting up bodies and moving. We actually had to lock the editor in a closet. Wow. Until he went away. Now, I know Howard. I don't yeah. know old Howard. I know new Howard, who's like the funniest, sweetest guy. Well, I mean, it's funny. Howard and everyone in this scenario has made up and has sure, laughed sure, about sure, the sure. situation since. So, um, But at the time, we had to lock him in a closet. So, I mean, he picked up Kevin Lyman and moved Kevin Lyman out of the way. He was... He was out to kill this guy who said this, you know, like, you're more important. Wow. Um, and then it, it resulted on in uh, Adam from Killswitch on stage being in the middle of playing Holy Diver said, where's all the old guys? Fuck you, Ozzy. Fuck you, Dio. Why? But he was drunk out of his mind. Oh, my gosh. And so he's since been like, I can't believe I did that. Like, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah, God, yeah, yeah. I'm so, I'm so embarrassed. I love those guys. I, um, I hosted the Metal Hammer Awards a couple of years ago, and Machine Head was all drunk. Um, Phil and, uh, uh, oh, and uh, um, Rob. Rob. Phil and Rob. And they came on stage and thought it'd be real rock and roll to smash all the gear that was on the stage. Problem was, it was Anthrax's gear. And so when they noticed that, they are like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Anthrax gear? We're sorry. Like, you know, that's Anthrax. You don't smash their gear because yeah. they're, you know, the legends. You don't tell them It seemed like a kid. good idea at the time until it was like, that's Scott Ian's mic stand and his uh, monitor that he just kicked over under the floor. But yeah, I mean, the, it, once again, this is a rock and roll show. Yeah. And there is a lot of stuff going on because you got a lot of different personalities. Well, the one thing everyone was stunned at when we did the first year and we've done every year since people or when I meet with people in the TV business or sort of sort of executives are like I can't believe you have a bar I can't believe you're allowing these people to drink before they get on stage and I, I don't know how to at a rock and roll show not serve alcohol right. but it's definitely led to some yeah some <laughs> altercations yeah. so then the next year is when I come along yes and I guess you had already commissioned Andrew WK to be the host so yeah Brian Brian was awesome, and we were so happy with Brian. But you know, he had uh, the next year. We thought he was putting out a new record. He has he had a band with Scott Ian and Brendan Small. That's right, yeah. So we said, hey, why don't you perform with your band? And then I want to get Chris Jericho to host. And our other at the time, our new editor in chief was like Andrew WK would be great. And I said, why don't they? We just decided like instead of like pulling rank over each other, let's just have them both host. And, right. Um, I never worked with him before, and. Uh, you know, it was great. We did well. First, we did the skit with you guys at the Rainbow, which was awesome. That was, um, I guess, the idea was we were trying to find guests for the show. Is that you what were it was? waiters at the- waiters at the Rainbow, <laughs> and you you wanted to get off your shit. Vinnie Paul was your boss, and you wanted to basically end your shift early to go to the award show. And he said, "You have one more table. You have to serve." And that table was filled with uh, a bunch of rock legends. It was, it was Dave Mustaine. Dave Mustaine. Uh, Lenny. Lenny and, uh, Chuck. Chuck Billy. And then we went outside and Halford picked us up on his motorcycle right. or you, something? You, you basically you had to do a bunch of tasks. Like Indiana Jones. <laughs> Wasn't Zach there too? Oh, yeah. So Zach yeah. was one of the ta- – you, you, you had a shred guitar and your fingers were frozen. <laughs> and then you, had a, then you had to scream loudly and break a glass. Didn't Mustaine go like he played pentatonic? 
triple D scale on the E minor chord or yeah. something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. was he was hilarious yeah. in that. And then you 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 achieved all the tasks, and then Halford was waiting with two Harley Mo- Davidson motorcycles for you to drive off into the sunset and basically drive onto the stage. Drive onto the stage, which to, the, the to this day people think you guys legitimately. <laughs> I was like, that's just a, like literally a motorcycle sound effect on like this loud system and the speaker and system. And just if anybody uh, thinks that like the scarf thing just started, I remember at that press conference, Lemmy was giving me shit about my scarf. Nice you scarf. had this. I never and you said, I've never gotten a cold. <laughs> that was that was that was your. <laughs> and I remember Lemmy's going. Everyone's okay, got your balls on the scarf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we almost. I mean, if you remember, you know the the, the folks at the Rainbow Mario who just recently passed, passed away. away. You can um, tell the story, and he's gone now. He's so gone now, so he can't hurt me anymore. <laughs> uh, but at a certain point during that day, they felt that they were, we were done filming. We had rented out. Well, we yeah we we had rented out the Rainbow. And at a certain point, what I think I think happened is an older couple showed up and like. These people are these people are in our booth. Yeah, and they were we, done. We've they, been eating lunch here for twenty years in that booth. And they they the Mary came over and said, "You're done filming." I said, "No." He said, "Listen, I'm gonna break in cameras." And you and Vinnie Paul and I think some of the Dallas Cowboys dudes were there too. And they're like, "Hey, what's going on?" I was like, "Hey, it's cool." Because I thought it was gonna be like that scene in Bronx Tale where like you're not allowed to leave. <laughs> Um, and we had to go to the ATM and I had to take out like a thousand dollars and hand him a thousand bucks not to like wow. kill us. And, um, after I gave him the money, he took me back through the kitchen and then he's like, what do you drink? I, we had a scotch and he's like, well, it was good doing business with you, buddy. <laughs> I guess it was horrible. Um, so when you look just quickly, when you have to pay a thousand dollars to marry at the rainbow yeah. or, or get your kneecaps broken, is that going to the budget overall that revolvers giving you to put on the show? Well, imagine like you don't ask for, for a receipt after that. So, uh, it, you know, and I worked for a company. So I, I, I was, I had to meet with our CEO of the company after to be like, well, this, this guy, Mario, this is other guy, Lemmy, you know, this, here's a napkin with some scribbles on it. I got my money back eventually, but, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. but we, we had a, yeah, we had to cover that in the budget. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Talk is Jericho. So I remember we did the first one, and... Obviously, it's kind of an unruly crowd at times because they're rock fans and they're drinking. Yep. Now, you know me, I can handle any unruly crowd because I make a living doing that. Poor Andrew WK uh, did not know how to handle the people uh, catcalling him. Well, you know, you're, you know, as uh, in your other day job, you're used to people chanting when you're speaking. And uh, that crowd decided to chant Camel Toe. Um, at him at one moment, and uh, I don't think he. <laughs> it sucks. He's, he's such a nice guy, but he never recovered from that. Dirty white jeans. He's that gimmick. Is the white t-shirt? The dirty white so jeans. tight, and there there wasn't. And they were chanting camel toe, camel toe. And I remember he didn't know what to do, and just goes like, and the next award goes to. <laughs> he sounded like that that kid in The Simpsons, you know, like Mr. Simpson. Like his voice started cracking, and I was like, <laughs> Hey, Mr. Simpson. He never the next recovered. Award. Yeah, he never did recover from that. He was shaken. And um, yeah, I think, and obviously, you know, as as some folks know, like you, from that point on, 
you know, there was, uh, it was you only. Yeah. And, um, and we sort of made a pact, you know, at that point I was like, you know, as long as I do these award shows, you're the host. You yeah. Know? And, I remember it was, uh, Portnoy said I was the Billy Crystal of the Golden Gods Awards. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. He hosted the Oscars like 20 times. And that's was, was my job. There you go. You, Which, you never had an, you know, an, uh, an Oprah Uma moment, you know? No, I did. There was a couple like, um, you did go, you went heel one year, which was, which was really good. Like you literally were like the year that we tried to do the thing where you went on stage where we're, we're going to do a bit with Alice Cooper. Um, we would always do bits to begin the show, like some yeah. kind of a, of a skit or some kind of a, a onstage thing. And we had, we had it all planned out with Alice Cooper. Well, originally we did, remember we did a commercial where, uh, where to pre- preview the show where it looks like a commercial's ending and you say, hey, Alice, that was great. And then he basically asks you to fetch him a Coke. Right. And he, and he gives you a dollar and tells you that we want this change back. <laughs> and, you know, that was sort of a goof on you. So there was a sort of a reverse goof that you would be like, you know, it's kind of weird being here with all these idols. Like, I'm so excited to see them, but they're pretty much excited to see me. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a pretty big star. And then... Alice would come out and call you a douchebag, but I guess right at, right as we're about to go on stage, he gets cold feet. He doesn't want to. Yeah, he decided he didn't want to do it. Like literally ten minutes before, didn't want to do it. And, and why did he not want to do it? I think I think you know honestly, as much as he has the horror spookiness about him, he's he's a really he's great. Up, he's, he's a very conservative, you know, religious dude. Um, gotcha. And the term douche is maybe douchebag wasn't. He didn't want to do that. I don't know. Was it wasn't a term from the Bible? So, um, but was he supposed to call me a douchebag? Was that it, or did I did I change it to that? Like I thought there was something where he had his riding crop and he was going to hit me with it or something. I think I think it was douchebag because because uh, well, from what I recall, I'm not saying that you're wrong. From what I recall, you were acting very douchey. It was, so it, was, it, was, it was the same thing. I was acting very douchey, and he was going to come out with his riding Alice right, Cooper riding crop yeah. and like whack me off the stage. That doesn't sound great. <laughs> Alice Cooper was going to whack me off. Um, <laughs> whack me off. And uh, so that's what I'm remembering. And so when he basically split. With 10 minutes before the show, yeah. what was your reaction? We ran to the VIP. Remember, I just remember you were freaking out, dude. I was freaking out, yeah. And I said this. I said, is Zach Wilde here? And you're like, yeah. I said, find me Zach Wilde. We'll, we'll make it happen. Because I knew anybody out there, the rapport that Zach and I have, we'll figure something out quickly. Do you remember that? Yeah, we just had it. Unfortunately, he's like, let me just finish this quick conversation. So seven hours later. <laughs> Zach is a little bit of a talker. A little bit of a talker. So, uh, yeah, so, so Zach comes over. And I think I'm not saying that you didn't just transpose the Alice to the Zach. But in my recollection, that's when I came up with the same thing. Instead of yeah. hitting with the riding crop, you know what to do. just call yeah. me a douche. Right. You know, I asked him, like, insult me. I think Zach said, I'll just call you a douche something along those lines very so very yeah very he possible. came out and 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 did that and it got a great reaction that was kind of the running gag of the show that heel jericho was would be getting called douchebag by different people right by different rock stars which leads to since we're at this moment um we're hosting the show yeah and it's it goes man it's, it's like holding on to the tail of a hurricane like you're all over the place and you got to just keep going and you came up to me and uh said there's somebody in the somebody just called or someone's in the parking lot yeah security guy goes uh on the loading do- <laughs> steve perry is on the loading dock mike from journey he's like no from aerosmith mike well joe perry goes no steve perry i'm like <laughs> whichever guy it is bring them up here right now right and it was joe perry from Aerosmith. Yes, from, from, from Aerosmith, right. And he shows up and he's so cool. You know, he's got the Cruella DeVille grace and he's got he's wearing like literally, literally leather gloves and he's smoking a joint. Like But we had to go 
to the downstairs parking garage. Yeah, we had to go in the back area so to this find is, So, so um, Deftones are playing, and every band yeah. gets like 20 minutes to play. Right, it's like our little break. Yes, and so you and I, like I remember you coming and goes like, Joe Perry's coming, he wants to be on the show, and we're like, okay, we'll figure something out. So you and I go down to the basement to the parking garage knowing that we've got 20 minutes. Right, we gotta, we got to do this, and we're like, would you... So, you know, he, he came, which many people know, he, was a, he came to watch. He was a friend of Manson and Johnny Depp's. That's why he was there. Hence the Hollywood vampires. And then yeah. later, yeah, later. Yeah, because that was the year that Johnny Depp was going to play guitar with Marilyn Manson, which was a huge coup, by the way. That was before that was a thing. Yeah, 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 right, right. It's like the first time Depp had played guitar live, like, totally. maybe ever. And no one, you know, all that night, people were like, is that Johnny Depp? I'm like, dude, every, it's a guy that looks like Johnny Depp. Just like everyone backstage looks like Nikki Six. It's not really him. <laughs> Uh, till till he went on stage, everyone's like, "Holy moly, that's really that's, that's Johnny that's, Depp." That's really is Johnny. And there was Depp. no huge announcement. He just was there. No, he, he was just he, like he, a mem- him, he just came out, and started playing, like a member of the band. You're like, "Who's that guy with the weird hat?" Like that that's Johnny Depp. It's Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. So we're like, "Would you uh, would you go on stage and do a quick thing and introduce something?" He's like, "Oh um, yeah, yeah." And like, and then we're like, "Would you also <laughs> call Chris Jericho a douchebag?" He's like. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. I can call you douchebag. I almost, I remember there's a great picture of the three of us, and I'm talking to him, kind of explaining. Oh, yeah. It's just the side of your head, and I could just see, like, your Jewish worry. Like, (laughs) oi, vey, what are we going to (laughs) do? Joe, just come up there and kibitz for a little bit. I just need you to do this. Like, he just, he was just, I don't think he even knew where he was. Yes, he was. Do you remember what he did? Didn't he, like, he gave, like, a shout out to a weird website, too. He came on stage, lit up a joint. Yeah, smoked a joint, and then uh, made some kind of a reference to like the plight of the Aborigines on the Australian outback, or something as ridiculous and as obscure as that. And then goes, yeah. And by the way, Chris Jericho, you're a fucking douche. <laughs> <laughs> and then he walked off the stage. But I just remember he had, he lit a, he lit a joint on stage. Hey, he's a rock and roll hall of fame. Like, right? he's, he's, yeah, he's from Aerosmith. You're lucky that's all he did. Yeah. But that, I would just remember that like, we had 20 minutes. The clock is ticking for Joe Perry. But there was a lot of stuff like that because, like we said, once the show starts, you really have no recourse. You remember the time with um, the cat from the West Memphis Three? Oh my God, I felt so bad. I yeah I. Um... We were. That was the same year. Yeah, by the yeah, way. I think it was the same year. Mar- Marilyn Manson was taking his sweet time getting on stage, and we got word through the headphones that we like could Chris stretch a little. And you, you must have given like a twenty minute speech about about Dylan and the West Memphis Three and, and well, metal and, and it being was, impressed. It was, we were waiting for for Damien. He and was. By the way, you know, he. I talked to Damien Eccles after that, and he was in the dressing room in tears. He was in jail for twenty years, and all he watched in jail was wrestling. Wow. So he was like, he couldn't, be, like, he's like, how does that guy know my name? How does that guy, right, 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 right. Like he was blown away. How does he know, how is he this informative about my case? How is he, <laughs> kept giving him 20 minutes to talk about this? Well, because we were, we were looking for him because he was supposed to come on next and get right. his award or whatever. He was sitting watching. And uh, he was, he was upstairs with Manson and, um, we can't find him. Where's Damien Eccles? Where's Damien Eccles? Where's Damien Eccles? So you're like stretch. And I go on stage and cut like this five minute promo that would be worthy of like Man of War about how heavy metal brings us all together in the West Memphis Three. Where and oh, and then I'm just going and going. I'm like, I'm basically starting like a you know heavy metal chant. It's heavy metal chant. And I was like, please come straight with me. And then finally Eccles shows up and just super calm. But I was like, what the you been man i don't oh, care if you've been God. in jail for 20 years you make killing my gig but you know like you said you, you know he's that's you know going. that's sort of the you know the um you know the live setting and like 
there's those moments, you know, because most of these, you know, all the talent we book for these shows is it's an email, it's a phone call, you, you know, and you put a name on a poster and like, until you're there, you're like, oh, right. Like, I forgot, like, we invited, like, Freddy Krueger or, like, William Shatner. Like, how about when Shatner came? He was awesome. There was a huge line of every musician in the Everyone place waiting to get a picture and hang out with Shatner. So he was on, um, um, there's a local Yankees radio uh, TV show here in New York, and he was on it recently. And something came, he was like, Oh, so the interviewer's like, Yeah, I heard you do music. He's like, I'm a Golden God Award winner. Like, he actually like <laughs> shouted it out. So, well, because he had done a record at the time that like Zach had played yeah, on, Zach was on, kind of like his weird spoken word, like ground control to Major Tom. It's uh, I think he did Iron Man and he, I think he did Highway Stars, yeah, <laughs> some yeah. weird stuff. And so he showed up to get the what was it, what award? Uh, we got? used to do the um, which is a cool award. Which should bring back honorary headbanger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The honorary. So I remember his publicist was just like not happy for whatever oh, yeah. reason. Because I think everybody was just hounding him. Oh, he was punished all night with photos. Like Sebastian Bach and Scott Ian. Oh. And, like, and I remember shouting, like, my agent isn't really happy that I'm here, but I'm happy to be the headbanger of the ward and go f yourselves or something like that. <laughs> Super into it. Best guy ever. But he kept like, on cursing to like, he's like, he's like, I'm happy to be here with all you f***ing headbangers. And I was like, <laughs> All right, but that's the thing. Like once again, when this award starts rolling, award show, you're getting people. Like I remember, remember when Neil Peart was there. Oh my God, that's right. And he like that he was doesn't so do weird. public appearances. Well, it was supposed to be getting in and um and Alex, and last minute they canceled. I'm like, Fuck. and they're like, but we're gonna send Neil. I'm like, what are you serious? Like Neil knowing Peart? that he's the one who doesn't do this stuff, right? And, ever. And he was. Yeah, we had to really we had to do a whole private like we had to walk the whole venue earlier that day with this private security to like show them all the exit route. Like it was, really, it was, it was a like it was like Secret Service. No shit. Yeah, but interesting. Was he paranoid about getting? Yeah, he just he's something? got like I don't know what the issue is, but he's, yeah, yeah. He, does, he doesn't like people. But we that's when we had Jack uh, and Kyle from Tenacious D gave him the award, and he was like I think they loosened him up. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And that's the thing about these award shows, and I'll go back to when we were at the Rainbow that night. Remember when we were in the rainbow, like upstairs, and like it was all of us hanging out, waiting for a couple of other people to show up, and like Mustaine walked in, and everyone got like a little hushed, like "Oh, it's Dave Mustaine," and then like Halford walked in, and Mustaine was like, "Like he got quiet," yeah. and then Lemmy walked in, and Halford got quiet. <laughs> so there's always somebody that it was like, like it was like the Russian doll, the little yeah. one, and the big one, and the big one, and the big one, yeah. And I think that sort of happens where like you could be Scott Ian, and like you're like you know rock legend, and then. William Captain yeah, Kirk yeah, walks yeah, in sure. and you're like, oh my Trump's god. Trumps us all, yeah. Exactly. I remember Kerry King like being nervous around Robert Englund from Freddy Krueger, you know, like Freddy <laughs> Krueger back. So like that's sort of the beauty of those shows that everyone sort of uh, ego checks each other. Um remember there's some big rock I can't remember who it was it was a very big rock star and their kid was a wrestling fan. I remember the whole time it was like, You gotta get Chris's autograph for so and so's son. Mm -hmm. And there was we had a big skateboarder there one year too. Same deal, like I got to meet that skateboarder. So um, I love when those, you know, uh, when someone can make someone else feel 13. I, I told the story tonight to hear uh, when uh, Geezer Butler was there. I never met Geezer before. And I went to introduce myself. He said, oh, Chris Jericho. I've been watching you on Dancing with the Stars. I even voted for you. And I, that's when I was hosting that year as right, the Dancing with the Stars right. guys. And I was like, I wonder if people will think this isn't heavy enough to be dancing. And I'm like, yeah, if anybody doesn't like it, it's Geezer Geez, Butler's it's watching. Geezer and he voted for me. And then even Alice went on stage. He's like, you know, Chris Jericho, he's doing Dance with the Stars. That's right. And he's flying the flag for heavy metal. And what a great thing to do. And you support Chris Jericho because it's like a vote for Chris Jericho is a vote for heavy metal. And I was like, geez, Alice, thank you so much. And, and it's true. Like, yeah. I, you know, people, 
I never get sometimes the hate uh, to fellow artists or even even like even like a band like Nickelback. You know, like people are like oh metal guys like screw Nickelback. I'm like that's like why don't you say screw pop music or screw right. you know that they're like they're maybe not my favorite band or your favorite band, but they're not they're still still rock and roll still rock and roll still yeah. trying. You know? you know, going back quickly just to the Johnny Depp thing. I remember um, I went up. I was talking to was I talking to Dave? No, I was talking to Slash. Okay. And actually, it's funny. The first time I ever met Slash was at a cover shoot for the Golden God Awards, oh, right. where you did right it was you and Slash two, together. two pictures, and you photoshopped them all together. So you had like ten guys or yeah. whatever on there. And my straw that I drew was with Slash. So you know, photo shoots are kind of awkward, anyways. And obviously, like it's freaking Slash, and I want to talk to him. I was like, "Hey, man, what's up? How you doing?" He's like, "Yeah." And we started laughing at how stupid that awkward, but yet we never met, and that's how we became friends. Was from that photo shoot. No sh- oh my god! And we're really good friends now to this day. And it started there. Were you also? Didn't you go to like high school with like someone in his band? With uh, Brent Fitz. Brent Fitz. That's yeah, right. Went to high school. So we had a connection. connection. And I and Slash had come to a SummerSlam once with his son. So there was a little bit of a. Of a I know right. who you are. You know who I am. So later on after the show, Slash was. We was talking. Slash goes. I'm going to go upstairs to. Uh, to uh, Depp's dress room. Oh, I don't just, I you, you just meet me up there. I'm like, yeah, sure, cool. And I had to do something. So he goes, meet me. So I go up there, and there's a big, giant, like, mountain of a man. And he's like, uh, yes. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go in. He's like, no, no, you can't go in. I'm like, oh, but Slash is in there. Yeah, I understand. And he said I could come in. Yeah, I understand. So I just want to go in there. I understand. But not moving. He just kept saying, I understand over and over again. I'm like, what do you understand? He's like, I understand that you're not going in there. And he's like, okay. It's like that scene in Wayne's world. Like my girlfriend's in there. That's right. Right. That guy got me too. Cause I was like, uh, he was, they were in the room where we had our last of our like dinner rolls. I was starving. And I was like, <laughs> can I get in there? He's like, same deal. Like, I understand. But no, I'm like, no, I, I, I run, I'm the executive producer of the show. He's like, it's not happening. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I think I looked like he could like rip my head off and roll down the <laughs> yeah. hallway. So, I'll but just... you, you would get a lot of like you would meet people for the first time. Like I remember, I like an idiot um, made some kind of disparaging remark about Blackville Brides just because I didn't even know anything oh, about yeah. them, just the way they look or something. You know, whatever I said, and I saw Andy Beersack that one year when remember Andy just went nuts on the crowd. Oh, it was the best thing ever. Tell that tell that story. So, you and I were. Um, so, you know, obviously at the time, and still now, obviously, there was a lot of pressure. The first year we did the award show, it was the editors picked the winners. And then we got a lot of grief from everybody in the industry. I, I remember Brian Slagle telling me, like, if it's not fan voted, like, you can't expect anyone in this business to support your show. And obviously, Brian's a guy we, you know, really respect. And, um, That's a great um, point. And I was like, okay, we'll make it a fan voting thing. And literally within a year, like, you know, Blackfell Brides beat Megadeth for best guitarist. So, like, you know, it's like you can't have it both ways. Yeah. And um, that year, in particular, Blackfell Brides, uh, who are a great band and great dudes, won uh, most dedicated fans. And you and I are, you know, you and I sort of hang out behind the host stage. So if you're looking on TV, we're like behind there sort of giggling and stuff and uh, Andy drinking, drinking <laughs> and uh, doing whatnot. And like the, they went on stage and the crowd was booing them. And Andy just lost it. He grabbed his crotch and told, basically told the entire audience that they were fat and stupid. Yeah, and, fat guy right there. Shut your yeah, mouth. Fat. So like, you should have, you should have, you know, you should have voted. Uh, you're, you're all fat. And <laughs> I it that. was, but that's when I got huge respect for him. Like yeah, he was, he you was, were like, you, know, you were like, you were like, Oh my God, you, I you, love you know, this guy after you're like, that was so cool. And there's a photo of us with Andy and, um, 
uh, Ashley Purdy up in the lounge because you you beelined it for him after the show. And we're like, well, and he beelined me too to say, like, listen, what you said about me is like, dude, I apologize. I was wrong about you, and he goes, and I was wrong about you, and that's how me and Andy became friends. He's was and he's great. It's funny. I like, love Andy Pearson. Years later, even when I've done other shows and other award shows, I'm like, you're not going to call the audience. <laughs> Fat, right? He's like, oh god, like that haunts him to this day, because you know he's such a nice dude, and, and that's not. But that was great. That show, like that, that, that's it's a rock and roll award show, as you yeah. said. Like it's not the Oscars, the Grammys, or the Golden Globes. You tell people. I remember um, what, the year I was feuding with CM Punk. He won Most Metal Athlete. Oh and yeah, Buck Cherry were the presenters, and I didn't even know them really. And I remember. Oh, they were stunned because we we I took the award and I threw it on the ground and broke it. And I remember Stevie going, "Wow, man, that's cold!" <laughs> like totally believing that I took the award and threw it on the ground. It's never feeling like, "Wow, man, that's cold." We had that plan to. I don't know if we did it, but we were gonna we were gonna mail CM Punk the parts. I think we kind of did do that. We shipped them the chunks of trophy. And but that also happened to like the crowd just goes their own way. Yeah, well, you mentioned the NFL guys. What was the name of the band? Like Dead Weight or Free, <laughs> free Speech or something. <laughs> <laughs> free rain free rain but so, they were like each guy was like six eight like they were well, huge and and so they're up there and the they won like uh most uh most metal athlete, athlete. and people are booing oh, them yeah the cowboys in, in la yeah the cow they're all dallas cowboys guys that started a band and they're in la and people are booing them and i remember like shut up that's what he has to Say, and like boo, boo. they just got booed out of the building. I remember just laughing my ass off, just how ridiculous it was for those poor guys. Yeah, it didn't go well for them. Um, but oh my god! But they same deal. Vinnie Paul was like he. Could, Vinnie Paul was a two year old in front of them because he's from Dallas, and those were the Dallas Cowboys. Like he, he could, you know, he was like he was getting his shirt signed and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like so. But once again, it's like I I remember when the the first year that or not the first year, but one of the years when you got uh, Lars and Rob to send in a video, either accepting an award no, we or got, presenting we got them an award. To, um, the third year, Avenged headlined. Right. Um, and the Rev had just passed away. This is their first sort of big moment, you know, with that. And we got uh, Lars and Rob to come and introduce them on stage. But there were, but there were oh, uh, but a video. No, live. They but the live. first, okay, live. But before that. Yeah, we got a video. There was a video. Oh, yeah, I remember this. People you, were booing They were booing the video. And I was like, you guys need to all shut your mouths. Like, if Lars was here live right now, sucking. you'd all be sucking his dick. So, Pull that shit away right that, now. Okay, I do remember the that. The cool yeah. thing to boo Lars Ulrich. It's like, you guys, are, forget, yeah, they won, we're uh, going to shut this down right now. Best album with Lou Reed or something. I'm not, I'm not sure what they won. but like, <laughs> Best album with Lou Reed. <laughs> it was the only nominee. Yeah. Um, but but, but, but so, so let's talk about the first year you go for Ozzy and you yeah. get him. So... Who are you calling over the the, the, the subsequent years? Well, you know, like this, these shows are basically, you know, A, you have to always sort of book and have there what, what is the big albums of that year, right? Mm-hmm. You're celebrating the best music of, the, of those time. But separately also, if you're not calling, you know, Metallica and Iron Maiden and Judas Priest, you know, all the time, uh, you're not sort of not doing your job. Right. Um, so... I called Metallica. I don't. I don't. I won't make it sound like I just called Ozzy. I called Metallica day one. I called them, for yeah, five years right off the bat. Yeah. Um, but then you're still like you get a video, then you get Lars and and Rob to show up. Show up. And yeah. Lars was. I remember we got footage of him. I basically had Jose Mang and other people backstage. I'm like, ask him what he thinks of the show. Ask him how important this. Is. Ask it like do leading. And then so the minute I had Lars on video saying this is so cool, I had no idea. Was this awesome? I took the video and then sent it right to Q Prime. I'm like, see, I mean, he's basically committing to the show right here. This is it. 
And then I know um, success has a million fathers. There's a million people that were poking them for years. And I had my friend Maria Ferrero, Mental Maria, some, some folks know. She was working Kurt from one side. I had a different person working James. I had Ross Halfen working. And eventually, as I understand it, someone was in a car with Kirk talking about how Johnny Depp just played this award show. And someone goes, that's the revolver show. He goes, Whoa, that's cool. I didn't realize that. And I think it was like all those little things that finally like broke the back. And you know, I imagine Lars is the shot caller there. I eventually found it like, you know what? This is cool. We'll do this. Um, and, uh, soon after that Johnny Depp year, uh, I got a call from the publicist who's a long time friend. He goes, you got him. I'm like, who? He's like, who you've been asking about for five, years i'm like no and he's like yeah he's like you know you know can you afford you know this amount of money I'm like whatever i'll write you a blank check um and uh and for that final year we did that show we got yeah we got but didn't they do it for very little money or for free or they something did, they did it for cost for um, just get them there yeah and then they then the uh, long story short they never even did wow. it for cost. just think about that they did that and this is another thing with people like you know the blabbermouth commenters bagging on Metallica. They played the Heavy Metal Awards show basically for nothing. Yeah. Just because they believed in the Heavy Metal Awards show. They you know, you, you if you watch the footage of Hetfield that night, he's like he's like, What's up, Revolver? What's up? And even like he started the set and he goes, We're playing this one for the real fans tonight. And most of the songs were from Kill 'em All. Like he they played, they played Disposable Heroes. Disposable Heroes. They played something with Halford, didn't they? Play Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire with Rob Halford. Metallica playing Rapid Fire with and Rob Halford. And that happened an hour before the show, they just basically, I got a call from someone at Q Prime. was like, can you go over to Robert Halford's dressing room and ask him to do this? Wow. And, and I don't know if you remember Halford had a cane that night. Yes, he wasn't looking. He hurt his back. So I had to like kneel down like that. I'm like, Mr. Halford, quick question. You know, like Metallica wants to play rapid fire with you if you're up to it. You know, I know you're not feeling well. He's like, and he went, oh, laws. <laughs> okay. Like I was tickling him. Like, okay, yeah. fine. <laughs> I remember Lars came up to me before. He said, so you're king shit around here, huh? This is your fucking show, right? I'm like, well, I'm kind of the host or whatever. He's like, wow, I heard all about you. Like, this is your show. He goes, like, this is not my show. And I'm not king shit. But he knew enough to know that I had hosted it. You know, Lars isn't stupid. I'm sure he did yeah. all no, the I'm research. No, sure i did the research. You know, everything. But they were, I mean, that's, that's the top of the mountain. That mm-hmm. is the top of the mountain. You know, we had already had Fozzie, so we, you know, we didn't have to get, we didn't have to get <laughs> Fozzie Let's again. talk about that, though. That was really cool, too, in that uh, you, you had us play, which was great, and we played one of our songs, and then you had us do a medley of kind of like the history of rock and roll. You know, when you did that, it was, it was right at the time where um, Jimmy Fallon had started doing those, like, history of hip-hop with yeah. Timberlake, and I thought it was, those were so hot, and I was like, oh, it'd be cool if you did that for metal. Right, which was cool. And we, you did, yeah, you did, you did some Sabbath. From the Bell Tolls, we went to uh, Domination. Uh, Children of the Grave, uh, there were no more tears. I can't remember. There might have been a little Wrathchild in there. We played a medley. Yeah. Um, and the, what we were doing at the time was we would start out our shows with a ghetto blaster or boombox oh, on, 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 a, on, a, on a stool. And then a guy would come out and press play. And it was always in England where we'd play like, you know, S Club or Robbie Williams, or these really uh, boy bands. Yep. And everyone would be booing. And I'd come out with a baseball bat and I'd smash the boombox. Right. And that would start the show so we decided we wanted to do that for for the golden gods awards so yeah we um 
scored a boombox, and I thought literally it'd be me, or I'd literally get a security guard or some roadie, yeah, or whatever. roadie to bring out the bring out. Because all you do is just press play, yeah. and then the sound guy starts guy makes whatever like, yeah, shitty like, song. Yeah, and it was a Justin. It was Baby by Justin, Baby by Justin Bieber. Yeah, and this is probably, and again another like, people probably don't believe these stories, but like. Literally that day, we had the Alice Cooper, the original Alice Cooper group reuniting right. for the show. Right, 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 right. All the original dudes that yep. were at least the ones Still who were alive. alive. Yeah. And um, earlier that day, I got a phone call from this publicist, Steve Martin, not the comedian, but <laughs> Steve Martin of, you know, Beastie Boys, Foo Fighters. He's a wild and crazy publicist. <laughs> um, and he's like, Hey, can the Foo Fighters come to the award show? I, always, I don't know what band it was. I feel bad, but I ran into the VIP room and like just like smashed someone's like name tag and all their shit off a table and just hand wrote Foo Fighters. Um, my apologies to whatever band didn't have a seat that year. Right, right, right. Um, but they wanted to come literally as fans. Pat Smear, Craig, the whole guy, all the guys, Taylor. So when Dave, same deal. I said when Dave Grohl gets here, bring him. Like like it's the only night in my life that I could be like bring him to me. Yeah. And Grohl came to me. He's like, "What do you want, man?" I'm like, "Will you just go on stage and like." Like, just press play on this boot box. He's like, dude, I got to pee. I'm like, just do, do this thing so quickly. I'll, I'll do anything you want. He goes, get me a get me a. He says, you better have a you better have a fucking, uh, bottle of Crown Royal waiting for me when I get off stage. And I'm like, all right, perfect. He goes on stage to do when he's doing that skit. I ran upstairs. I got like the, in the purple velvet pouch. Got him a Crown Royal from the. There's a secret booze closet there, by the way. <laughs> and ran backstage and he did that bit. And the crowd booed him. Yeah, because when, when he pressed play, Justin Bieber starts. Yeah, and they started booing him because he, he didn't know. know. He didn't know what he was doing. I'm sorry, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. And he just starts laughing. He like shakes his head. And then you come out strolling like uh, like Alex in Clockwork Orange, like with the baseball <laughs> like bat, freaking Negan, total <laughs> Negan move, and uh, treated that boombox like Glenn, yeah. and and uh, it totally worked. It was yeah. it was such a. You know, like easy thing to get that crowd on your side in two seconds, you know? Yeah. Um, and you guys played the medley, and then I think you played God Pounds His Nails. Yes. Right? Did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was such a cool way to kick off the show to, like, hey, not only am I hosting, but like I could, you know, I could hang with these the dudes band too. Is too. Um, yeah, that was awesome. That was really Which really was cool. so cool because Alice Cooper, uh, the guys from Avenged, they'd never seen us play, and we got comments from a lot of people, oh, yeah. like oh, Max Cavalera. That was really good. You guys are good. He's like, wow. They were actually watching. All right. You know? Yeah, we did that. You know, Max played with Devil Driver. And I heard your podcast with um, Shep. Shep. And Shep was talking about. He was there that, he was night, there that night, unbeknownst to me, because I didn't know Shep at the time. Yeah. Years later, when I sat next to him at uh, uh, Clive, I was going to say Clive Burr. Clive Burr does not have a Grammy party. Clive Davis. Oh, yeah. And I sat next to Shep, and I was going to Hawaii, and he gave me his. But basically Dude. his house for the week and, and I had him on my podcast he goes yeah I was a big fan of yours I said me? he goes yeah I saw you host the Golden by Games. the way I like when I went to Hawaii on my honeymoon I called him and he just recommended a ramen place <laughs> like, I, I didn't get to stay at the house he's like oh it's a great ramen place I'll put, I'll put your name down yeah but that was pretty cool um, <laughs> to know that he had seen me doing that show yeah and became a fan Nikki like, likes that's one of the principles of my new book you never know who's watching 100% you know, which was really cool and like I'm just kind of going through a lot of the the, the people that were there because there's pretty much a who's who. Like the first time I ever made Gene Simmons was there, and well, many people don't know this. I I, found, I, I read about it in Rolling Stone, but we had Duff McKagan's band play with Corey Taylor. I don't remember this loaded, yeah. And and uh, Steve Jones from the Pistols jumped up with them. They went backstage with Slash and Steven Adler, I think, and huddled to discuss what they were going to do 
because the Rock Hall inductions were a couple weeks later. So like the discussion of what to do and, and Miles Kennedy was there and they decided Miles would like that happened in our dressing in our room. dressing room. Yeah. And I read about that after and I was like, this is so cool. Like we're, we get to not to be like we get to sort of be in the fabric of rock history mm-hmm. a little, you know, and that's so cool. I was for me, like the night we had Lemmy Grohl and Slash play Ace of Spades like that was. I don't know if you've ever had a cooler collaboration yeah, yeah, yeah. on stage, but like there's people all, all the time like, oh, I was there this night. I saw this happen. I'm like, that's so cool. I remember talking to Lemmy and uh, uh, he had just gotten a pacemaker and he showed me the scar. Oh, yeah. And there's actually a great picture. You can Google it of, of that night. And he was uh, he had he had a, a glass of wine or something. I was like, I thought you weren't supposed to drink anymore. And he was like, listen, if I can't smoke and I can't drink, what's the point? Right. This is what I do. You know what I mean? This is who I am. And I'm going to drink. But I just remember like, geez, even a pacemaker is not stopping this guy. No. But he's like, he, like, I would love it because every year I'd see Alice. I see Lemmy. I see Dave Grohl. And it's like old home week for that yeah. show. And then, of course, you never talk to them again for the next year. Right. But I've got so many great pictures of like, okay, here's Anthrax, Ghost, Phil Anselmo, Corey Taylor, and Jericho. Here is yeah, like Jack. Most random yeah, Jack Black, Lars. Pat Smear, you know, freaking you know, Jamie Josta and, and Jericho, like all these cool. There's one of like you and Sebastian and Grohl and like oomp- there's Oompa Loompas in the photo too, and I don't even know why they were there. <laughs> like literal Oompa Loompas. Yeah, there was like there was three Oompa, there was three <laughs> shorter people. So so was there? Um, what bands did you go after that you could never get? Um, well, it's funny. It's a lot of them like were ones I was always trying to reunite a band. I was always trying to make that happen. So, did you uh, ever do that? You did Alice's. We got the band. Alice Cooper group to reunite, right. um, and it was it was so cool. It was our first LA show since they played the Whiskey with Zeppelin opening in like '69 or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. I was like, that's the coolest yeah. you know, fun That's fact ever. Cool too, yeah. um, I tried hard. Bands have reunited since. Like I tried to reunite Soundgarden at the time. We're not active. Faith No More, The Misfits. I tried every year. Runaways. Um, the Runaways. I tried hard. That failed hard. Um, <laughs> I tried. Uh, I tr- I tried Skid Row. Um, really? Yeah, and I actually had Sebastian and and uh, and Snake. It was it was it was Rachel. not it wasn't those guys. So. Rachel didn't want to do it. Rachel yeah. Bowen didn't want to do yeah. it. Um, and you know, there's most of the shows like these are all all the people you mentioned. These are people that were on our bedroom walls growing up, right? You know, that right, were right. idolized, and um, so we pretty much got everyone. But like you know, I never we never got. We had Halford, but we never had like Priest played. Never right. Had, I, w- I always wanted Van Halen and David Lee Roth. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And, and of course, we, and or bands like Pantera that, for obvious reasons, couldn't couldn't happen. I remember so. that when we did our show, uh, Janie Van Halen was going to do some kind of. Uh, she had a troupe that did the yeah, silk. She does, um, the, like, I don't recall. It's like Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, like hanging the dancing on the silk from the suspension band, dancing. dancing. We were going to do something with them, and that didn't work out. But it was cool. I got. I mean, for for two years, I was on. I got Eddie Van Halen Christmas cards because of that. Oh, really? Yeah. And one time, I called her. And I heard her like he was talking in the background. I'm like, she's like, Ed, I'm on the phone. I'm like, let Ed, let Ed talk. It's Ed. <laughs> and maybe you don't talk so much. And just yeah. let Ed talk. You put him on. Did, but you never got Van Halen there. Uh, no, we got I got Michael Anthony there once, and yeah. and then of course, uh, you know, obviously with the Loudwire show coming up, we'll have we'll have Mr. Hagar there. So I've yeah, had yeah. I've had parts, and I've had I think we've had maybe we had Wolfie there. I can't remember, but we've had we've had we've had we've had, we've had uh, you know got, you know elements of Van Halen. But 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 so the two big ones that that to me would be hard to get would be ACDC and and Iron Maiden. Those are the two, and. Uh, 
for Loudwire this year, I knocked really hard on both those doors, really, really hard. And Iron Maiden actually, because they were touring, there was actually some windows of time. Up. Yeah, I figured as soon as Metallica did it, that made him go, "Okay, we want to do it." Well, that was the thought after Metallica played that show. Was like, who will say no to us now? Right. You know, and um, you know, unfortunately, I left the show after that and, and created another show for a little bit. So, well, basically, we got fired. Yes, you and me got fired. They threw us out there. They, they and I, us out. I, you don't have to say it, but I will. They, they they fired you and I, who were the backbone of the show. A in writing it with smart glasses, wrangling during the show and attracting people to the show because we have relationships with all yeah. these guys. And I could go get Zach to come help us out if we needed him or whatever it may be. And the show went downhill, went down the tubes, yeah. man. You know, And uh, that bothered me because we really built something. And I say we because I think we were a pretty good team in yeah, doing yeah. that. Like, ah, oh, it really bothered me that that, that happened. But... Um, just quickly, when you're talking about ACDC, who do you even contact? So um, that's a good question. Like, as I understand it, like they will, you know, they have to be on tour. They already have to be sort of in cycle because Malcolm and Angus, you know, I don't know if they still do, but like they need to smoke cigarettes. I think every waking moment of their lives. Um, and when they're when they're uh, touring like that, it's it's got to be um, in cycle. So uh, I actually reached out when I realized it was a problem. I. I was at a weird. I don't know if you know. I'm on the heavy metal committee for the Grammys. Oh wow! Okay. So and I've been doing that for a couple of years, um, and I went to a Grammy dinner and I met a publicist who is ACDC's publicist. He also does Adele and a bunch of other much bigger stars. But I said I kind of cornered him, like you know, I've always been trying to get ACDC, um, and I once I saw Brian Johnson jump on stage a couple months ago, um, I tried to book him with. Um, for this show, either with you know Anthrax or, or, oh, or Hailstorm, no dice. Uh, no, no, the, the timing didn't work out. Oh. But um, I am, I am such a, I like, I've seen it. If I, if you want me to name my top five concerts, three of them are going to be ACDC, right, right, right. like so good. Um, and I, you just sort of want to check them all off the bucket list, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I just never, especially now that I've never gotten them, I want them even more. Right. You How about Kiss? You ever to approach them? No, we've had. Well, I. I Offered to have give kiss. I don't know if I told you the story. We were in Gene Simmons, ended up in Gene Simmons's house in his kiss room, and uh, I was like, you know, I produce this award show. I'd love to, you know, give Kiss a lifetime achievement award. He goes, how about you give Gene Simmons an award? I was like, well, I'll give it to the whole band. He goes. Young man, I don't share. You give it to me, and I was like, "It's the Gene Simmons Award." So we gave him the Golden God that year. That's right. Yeah, um, that's the year when he said, uh, "I used to." I went to meet him, and he's like, "Oh, I used to guys like you in prison." <laughs> I said, "Not if I f- first. And he's a good one. I thought it was very like I, he said something very funny to me that you'll appreciate. He took me aside once. He goes, "You know, I like you. <laughs> you dress British, but I know you're Yiddish." <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> so after the years of uh, the dark years where, where the award show limped along for a bit and then just disappeared, here we are now. Yeah, they only ready. did one more after us, and then, yeah. and then it, um, it sort of it tanked, uh, yeah. it tanked hard. And, um, and it sucks because you know, we still had friends that worked on it, but uh, I, I went on to create uh, some other award shows, got to work with you know, Panic! at the Disco and Fall Out Boy and 21 Pilots in that world. Um, I tried to always cram as much metal into their... Uh, palettes, yeah, into their palettes I could, and then, uh, but you know, the drums were always beating for me to blast beating for me to come back here, <laughs> um, and uh, you know, you and I both always had friends here at Loudwire. Um, I remember we went and pitched this years ago, yeah. right after the Golden Gods. Yeah. We got sacked. They had actually, I don't know if you know, they they had approached me when I still worked at Revolver to come work for them, and I was like, I'm already 
I'm already doing this. Why yeah, would yeah, I, yeah, right, I jump right, ship right, now? Right. Uh, and when I got the job offer, I kind of kept it secret for a while. But once once the paperwork was signed, I think you were my first call. I said, dude, like we want to put the band back together. And I was like, say no more. Yeah. It was in instantly. You know, it was like a one word thing. So now the, the it's going to be huge once again. I mean, yep. just added Avenged Sevenfold. Yep. I mean, the list is from you know Mustaine and Halford and Hagar and Tony Aomi and all the bands that are playing Anthrax, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, Hailstorm. Was it easy to to get everybody back in again, or, um, or were they not trusting because it was? Well, a it's new funny. Vibe? Like I went, I went to L.A. I went to the Grammys in February. I went on a Sunday to the Grammys, and then I was going to spend the week taking all my first meetings. And I'm sitting in the Grammys, being like, "Oh, when Metallica comes out, they're going to show what time it is. Metallica is going to destroy this place." And when it didn't happen, I sank in my seat. But then. That whole week, my meetings were very easy. Everyone's like, "Thank God!" You know, oh, because with Metallica Gaga, where James's guitar wasn't on, or the vocals were on, shafted in the pre thing, and, and then they played Master of Puppets when Megadeth walked to the stage. So you get a thousand problems. So all it all it did was just more put a spotlight on that this industry needs a night of its own. Um, so everyone. Um, you know, thankfully, I think I have a pretty good reputation in the business. People still, for some reason, like me. They like you. Um, That's why they like you. Yeah, they like me. They, they like don't. me. It's by, I'm, I'm getting the reflective glow of Jericho. <laughs> um, and um, no, everyone's uh, you know, so, so many people were like sort of almost waiting years for this to sort of happen. Especially also bring the show back to Los Angeles, right? Because um, in New York or something. Yeah, they did, they did a show in New York and uh, bring it back home, where really that culture lives and thrives there's nothing like the rainbow and sheboygan you know that's that's where that stuff lives so pretty great and um yeah like i said like we have we have you know sort of a wish list of bands that are coming um like i said eventually unfold headlining and you know, like i said it's there the- you called them originally but they were a little bit tentative because they didn't know if this was the real deal type yeah thing. yeah like, they uh, were- is this just going to be a one and done or is this the start of a new thing right they were you know well to their credit they don't do anything that Metallica wouldn't do. And, that Metallica wouldn't do. Right. They're like, well, and now that Metallica did that show, you know, I can kind of be like, well, Metallica did it. <laughs> um, and also, like, what other, you know, that's the stage is easily one of the biggest records of the year. How could you have an award show and not honor that record or mm-hmm. nominate that record? Mm-hmm. Um, and those guys put a lot of work into it. So, no, I mean, and there are, you know, we got most of the people on our wish list. And I think the coolest part of the show is we got Tony Naomi to allow us to cast his hand as the official trophy and you know put the devil horns that's cool uh, in plaster so everyone who gets a trophy actually gets like a kind of a piece of Tony <laughs> and he was signed up early on so he was like the first big name yeah that you had aboard I couldn't believe it he was a guy he's another guy that I'd never yeah I've done photo shoots with him and whatnot but I've never gotten he's never been to any of our shows or mm-hmm. anything we've worked on so um, and I've and I've recently become friendly with Sammy Hagar and working with him and realized how much amazing charity work he does and uh, humanitarian work so and Halford, you, you know, people say don't meet your heroes. They don't. They never met Rob Halford, yeah, Alice Cooper, call. right? Like, yeah, great you, want to, you want a thousand dudes like that. Yeah, Those guys yeah. are like cool uncles. I don't mm-hmm. know how to describe them, Mike, but that, that that still fly the flag. And once again, when those guys show up, everyone follows suit. Every year we do the award show. And I always lie about the call time for Alice, so he would meet me at a restaurant first. We'd always get brunch, just because I want to ask him about like. Groucho Marx and Salvador Dali yeah, yeah. and like ask all the questions that I'm not going to get to ask right. when the show happens. At the show, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's cool. As we wind down, uh, two questions. Who's, I mean, you mentioned ACDC. Yeah. Who's the number one band that you want to get besides ACDC? Sure. I mean, it's always, I mean, it's going to be Metallica every year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, I'm, I'm not saying this to put pressure on them, but like, you know, at a certain point, 
Like, I think I think if Dimebag was alive, like I think he wouldn't want to stand. I think there would have been a reunion if he was alive. You know, I, I firmly mm-hmm. believe that. I've, I've I'm I agree. Fr- I'm friendly with all those. Yeah, I agree with Phil, Rex, and Vinny and Rita. Um, we will have Rex, Vinny, and Rita all at the show. So I think when you know, yeah, if Phil's there, Vinny doesn't come. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a little complicated, and we don't. You know, we never want to take sides. We're, we love them all, um, but I think one day for the fans, a Pantera. Show. I mean, that's who's on guitar. I think it's Father Zach. Yeah, it's got to be Zach. You know? Just from a technical standpoint, from a personal standpoint, and he's, yeah, he's such a good friend to him. That's what I mean. Yeah, brother, and there's a connection. There. Yeah. It's like Stevie Young being ACDC. There's a connection. It's per- a Wolfie. You know? yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. Who? And, la- and last question: Who is your favorite performance that you saw? Oh wow! Uh, throughout the years of, of the Golden Gods, there's so many. Um, I think, like I said earlier, when 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 we got Slash and Grohl and and uh, Lemmy to play Ace of Spades together, I don't think it ever got cooler than that. Mm-hmm. And I totally lied to each guy. I told I totally told each guy that the other two guys had already said yes. <laughs> and uh, you know, at the time it was it was such a because it basically required Dave Grohl to just jump on a drum kit, which I don't know how you would ask one of the world's greatest drummers not to like. Bring in your own drum kit. Right. He was such a he's such a down to earth. He's dude. such a punk punk dude, man. He yeah, can play any think, kit. Yeah. People are like you can't ask him to do that. He didn't give a shit. Right. Um, so that that's a highlight. Metallica. There's a great photo of me, you, and and Pat sitting in the balcony with a private. It's like a private show we have. We always yeah, that was for soundcheck, and yeah. I always watch from the side stage. There's some amps there, and yep. every headline you always. If you had X-ray eyes, would see me crouching yep. behind that, and to see Metallica, the Avenge thing. I, I remember the Halford Metallica one. The one to me was seeing Manson live for the first time. He's not my bag, yep. but to see him, and it's like I get it. Like the magnetic personality that he had awesome. was awesome until one moment he went on the floor and rolled around, and his shirt came up, and his white fat belly hung out. And I was like, oh, he's just a skinny fat guy. <laughs> He went from the most evil magnetic guy to oh he's a skinny fat guy. Oh, what is those one of those Hanes underwear? Like yeah, he took he took you out of the game. No, that yeah, was man. that was when when he played Beautiful People with Johnny Depp. Because yeah. at that point, like they played Sweet Dreams. He's like laser he's like, You guys know my friend Johnny Depp? And yeah. people are like, Wait, what? what? And he's like, I said Johnny Depp, yeah. and they did Beautiful People. The cameras on T like the all the footage shakes because yeah. the whole venue was rocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that got huge coverage from mainstream. Oh, I was I, I think I got my my sister called me because there's a I got quoted like in People Magazine, she was like a dentist office. I was dentist office famous. <laughs> well, like I said, man, I'm glad that we're back, and who knows what's going to happen this year? But uh, I see yeah. a long future for the Loudwire Awards. Are we calling it? Uh, what are we calling it? I've, I've been calling it the Loudies. The Loudie, weird, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and the trophy is the Hand of Doom. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, like uh, go to LoudwireAwards.com for all information. Uh, the show's going to air live on Access TV and stream live. I don't know if you know this through WWE's Facebook page. Oh shit! Yeah, that's great. So uh, globally, you know, to 50 million fans all around the world and are you still doing the metal athlete of the year we are not uh we uh there's only five of them anyways so you well, we gave the last one a triple h yeah and uh, i think he still has it yeah, he still yeah. has a trophy i'm sure he does um and um yeah no, well the good thing we're doing with this show is we're doing as many hard rock awards as we are metal you know the grammys they sort of lump everything together yeah, yeah, so yeah. we want to make sure that there is a difference you know the hailstorms and the stone sours don't have to compete with your uh, pig destroyers and your uh, <laughs> goat you whores know, goat whores of the world <laughs> anal cunts <laughs> anal, anal cunt needs its own <laughs> needs its own show they're tired of being snubbed by Chevelle <laughs> Junie it's great talking to you man uh, Chris Junie always, Cash always a pleasure sir alright dude let's rock it and now Reflections with Raven. A lot of people get married for the wrong reasons. 
I got married for the right ones. I was out of groceries. My wife were together all the time, but I still miss her. Her reflexes are incredible. For more Reflections with Raven, listen to The Raven Effect on the Jericho Network via the Podcast One app or subscribe at Apple Podcasts. Raven's going to be bringing his comedy to the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. $150 holds your cabin at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. We're setting sail next October 27th, 2018. That's over a year away, people. So book your spot now. Some cabin sections are already selling out. The Deck 8 balcony cabin's gone. But if you book by January 15th, you will get to meet me and take a picture of me with the actual list, okay? And if you're one of the first 400 cabins booked, you get to take part in exclusive exclusive uh, Q&A with me, Chris Jericho. But you'll also be hanging out and meeting all of these incredible guests. Jim Ross, Jerry the King Lawler, they'll be hosting uh, Mick Foley, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Rey Mysterio, Lance Storm, Cyrus, Conan, Disco Inferno, Shame Helms, Beyond the Darkness will be there. Raven will be there. Brad Williams, you heard him on Wednesday's talk, is Jericho. Hilarious guy. Ron Funches. Jim Brewer is going to be doing comedy and playing with Jim Brewer's Loud and Rowdy, along with Fozzie, Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, King, The Dives, The Dave Spivak Project, The Cherry Bombs, The Darlings of Rock and Roll, Shoot to Thrill, The World's Best Female ACDC Cover Band, uh, Blizzard of Ozzy, The World's Best Ozzy Osbourne Cover Band, Busted Open is going to be there uh, for Busted Open Radio, and of course, Ring of Honor is presenting The Sea of honor tournament matches happening in the middle of the ocean on a specially constructed wrestling ring that will not fall off the side of the boat and remember this the winner of the sea of honor tournament gets a ring of honor world heavyweight championship shot in the future this is the real deal we're going to start announcing the ring of honor lineup on november 1st and i promise you it's going to be stacked we're kicking it off with two of the biggest in the world today trust me it's going to be huge so go check out chrisjerichocruise.com book your cabin now and let's rock thanks for doing that and thank you uh to all the killer talk as Jericho sponsors and all of you for supporting them. WWE 2K18 buy it now at www.2k.com ddpyoga.com go to ddpyoga.com to take advantage of the exclusive offer for Talk as Jericho listeners and Geico save money in your car insurance. Thank you for listening. Keep listening for the 60 second AP News headlines coming up next and coming up this Wednesday. Okay, he's a controversial guy right now in the middle of a lot of controversy. We recorded this a couple months ago but it's still the always hilarious entertaining Jim Cornette, talk about the real mouth of the South. He's going to be here spinning some tales of our time in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. The night I broke my arm and wrestled anyways. All the stuff that happened with me and Jim and uh, an update on what he's been up to uh, along with all the controversy, I'm sure. But uh, Jim Cornette will be here. So we'll see you then. In the meantime and in between time, stay hard, stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs and a big yeah, boy.